This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey there, welcome back to the Freelance Friday podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you all loved last week's interview with JC as much as I did. I really enjoyed it. So if you haven't listened to it yet, she is awesome. She's a musician and marketer down in Nashville. So definitely go give that one a listen if you haven't yet. But today's episode, I wanted to talk about marketing yourself as a freelancer, because this is definitely a source of contention, I think, or a source of confusion, I guess, for a lot of freelancers out there including myself, you know, honestly, I I struggle sometimes with what my messaging is and my strategy is. So I just wanted to share some things that have been working for me and just some answers to some questions that I get all of the time. But before we hop into that, I want to offer you something. I actually have a freebie for you today. So some of you may have already taken this. I have a free course. It's called DIY Your Social Media Strategy. And for those of you who haven't yet, this will be brand new to you. But I went ahead and re-uploaded the audio. I I updated the audio and, you know, completely switched it out because it was terrible. The audio quality was terrible. This is two microphones ago that I used, uh, that I recorded this. So I don't know. It sounded like I was screaming. I was listening to it last night and my head, I got an actual headache from listening to it. So I'm sorry to anyone who's already taken it. To those of you who are new to it, let me give you a little rundown. It's 100% free, no strings attached, nothing like that. Totally free. You can go to ajourneyeast.com slash course and scroll all the way down to the bottom and you'll be able to uh, just pop your email in and get access to it. I will leave it in the show notes, of course. Basically what it is, is it is a very entry level look at social media marketing. So this course is really great for anyone who's looking to uh, become a social media manager, either freelance or in-house, and just is interested in social media marketing, but just you know hasn't got the experience yet. It's also wonderful for people who are already working in the field and just need a little reminder. Again, it's not gonna be earth shattering material per se, it's pretty basic, but I think they're really good reminders. Even when I was going through the slides to re-record the audio, I was like, oh, I totally forgot about this or I forgot about this tool or this strategy. And it'll also be good for those business owners out there who aren't quite ready to scale and hire a full-time social media manager or to outsource to someone like me or my business or you know a lot of the freelancers out there listening. If you're not ready yet to hire on a social media manager, this has some great tips for managing your own social media accounts. So yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that I got that done. That was a big goal of mine for this month was to get the audio redone because it was just embarrassing. I'm so sad that it was out there in the world that long in that quality. But anyway, ajourneyeast.com slash course, scroll to the bottom. It's called DIY Your Social Media Strategy. You can get access for free. A couple of the things that some folks said about the course, I'm gonna just read a couple of reviews. Kaylin said it was very informative and straight to the point. I really like this course. Spencer, thanks for your insight. I always learn something new from you. Definitely considering the ultimate guide course after this. Thanks again. Priscilla says, I think this was a great resource for those just starting out. I love the amount of information received for this free course. It was very generous of you. And lastly, Jessica says, thank you so much for this free course with so much valuable information. A lot of important tips that are much needed. Thank you. 
Thank you all to uh, everyone who took time to review the course. You can read all those reviews and so many more over at adjourneyeast.com slash course. Scroll to the bottom, click over there, and you will see them. Uh, okay, let's get into the episode, shall we? So to kick things off, one of the biggest struggles I see with my coaching clients and even that I had with myself is should I have one account or two accounts when I become a social media manager or freelancer? And that is a really, really valid question. It really is. Um, I struggled with this for a long time. And to be honest, I still struggle with how I do things. So I always say this, but do as I say, not as I do. Do not look at at a journeyist underscore and think that that is what you should be doing for marketing yourself as a freelancer, because I really don't recommend it. (laughs) I think that my strategy is a little bit off kilter at times uh, and that's being generous. But the short answer to this question is you should have as many accounts as you have ideal audiences. So if you are marketing to people, millennials, who went to this college you went to, who live in the city you live in, and you're a millennial, chances are that Instagram account is fine. If you have a completely different target audience or even just a little bit different, the messaging is gonna be different, the type of subcontent is gonna be different, then you should probably have a second account. Now that's very basic. That's like the, like I said, the super short answer to it. There's certainly more caveats and things like that, but for the most part, I would say that. And this kind of goes into the second point that I'm going to cover, but I had one account for the most part until about two years ago when I officially started my business. I moved from being you know, a freelancer to having an official business or small agency. And then I started the James and Park Creative Instagram. And the reason I decided to do that, well, like I said, this is going into the second question. So I'll answer, I'll go more in depth in a second, but in terms of just the Instagram account and the Facebook account, the LinkedIn account and all that stuff, I wanted a place where I could really talk to business owners marketing managers, marketing leads, um, CMOs in typically larger businesses is what I go after for James and Park. Whereas this, you know, this Latasha James that you're listening to right now that does a podcast that has a YouTube channel that does coaching, she is usually talking to entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, people who are still side hustling, people who are, you know, uh, just getting started in their business or just conceptualizing a business where James and Park is talking to established business owners who are a little bit bigger, usually at least a couple of employees. Uh, Now, there is definitely some overlap for both. I do websites for clients and I do that under the James and Park umbrella. I do, you know, at the end of the day, it's all my business. It's all James and Park is my my business name. But the way that I market myself and my businesses is a little bit different, if that makes sense. (laughs) A Journey East is not a business. It's not a, a, a brand. It's a screen name I used to use back in the day. And so it really is my personal brand. And I wish I didn't have that name and I want to change it every day and I haven't yet and I probably will. And it's this whole thing. It's this whole thing in my mind. I'm not even going to get into that because that's just my personal struggle, <laughs> which nobody cares about. But the long story short is two accounts seems to work well for me because I have two different audiences and therefore the content strategy is different. And the types of, you know, the types of uh, accounts that I want to follow and engage with every day are different. So a journey East underscore, AKA Latasha James, my personal brand, what you're listening to right now, who you're listening to right now, rather she had, I hate talking in third person. Let me stop doing that. 
Um, I had. I had a following already just from being on YouTube and from my personal life of, like I said, a lot of people who are, are similar to me, you know, who have a business, who want to own a business, who that kind of thing. And yeah, so that was an easy transition. Now, I do think that a lot of people struggle as well with, should I start marketing to my existing audience? Is that weird? Is that salesy? Is that pushy? And I think it's all about how you do it. I am not a pushy salesperson. At least I like to think I'm not. Sometimes people complain, you know, when they're listening to a free resource, like a free YouTube tutorial or a free podcast that there's, you know, a mention of something that I'm selling, whether it's a course or, you know, signing up for my Patreon or whatever it is. But I mean, that people are going to complain regardless and they're listening to free content. So you kind of have to take that with a grain of salt. For the most part, I would say that I am not a pushy salesperson. If you are going to go hard and your strategy is to be pushy, which, hey, who am I to tell you that that doesn't work? <laughs> it hasn't worked for me, but I get, then again, I haven't tried it. But if that is your strategy, if, if you are like a true salesperson and you know you're going to go hard, then I would probably start a different account unless you do want to annoy people. Um, just being honest. I know that I have a lot of friends from, or I wouldn't even call them friends necessarily. And this is no offense, no shade, nothing like that. It's just... I have people who I was, you know, once friends with or once an acquaintance of, but haven't talked to in 10 years since I graduated high school, who are on my Facebook and will randomly send me pushy sales messages for like, um, what is it called? Like network marketing and, you know, multi-level marketing and things like that. And yeah, that, that does rub me the wrong way a bit. It's like, if I haven't talked to you in 10 years, don't try to sell me something. So if that's your strategy, that's what you're going for you will probably want to create a second account. So I would say uh, audiences and your sales strategy. Now, my sales strategy or my you know content strategy on a platform like Instagram, for example, is very subtle. It's very educational. So I feel like a lot of the people who are following me already, even if they're not my ideal customer per se, they're somebody who can find a benefit of getting a social media tip or strategy or something like that. So I don't feel too bad or guilty about what I'm putting out there. Okay. Um, the second point I wanted to bring up is branding yourself, marketing yourself as an agency versus a personal brand. This is another question that I got all the, all the time. And again, it really it really depends on a lot of things. I want to explain why I decided to start a business called James and Park instead of a business called Latasha James LLC, because I could have easily done that. I had worked as a freelancer for a long time and, you know, five years or something on and off. And I, you know, just worked as a, um, like an independent contractor, essentially as Latasha James. And when I decided to actually start an LLC, the reason that I decided to go with James and Park was because one, I wanted room to grow. So I wanted to be able to, if I needed or wanted to hire 10 people, 20 people, 50 people, one person, whatever it was to be able to do that. And it, yes, you can do that. One example that comes to mind is Marie Forleo or Amy Porterfield's another one. They are their brands and they hire, they have teams working behind them. They're not just solopreneurs. They have teams working uh, underneath them, supporting them. So it is possible to do, but I really wanted a brand or a business that I could outlive me, essentially. You know, I don't have children. I don't necessarily plan on having children, but if I ever do, I would like 
to be able to pass my business down to them or my nephews or my family, whoever it is, uh, my husband, you know, whatever, somebody who can have what I built and it not necessarily be reliant on me. Because I will be honest, I, and I love, I'm, I'm not ever gonna tell you that Marie Forleo or Amy Porterfield don't know what they're doing because I think they're both brilliant, but I'm gonna have a hard time buying a course from Amy Porterfield, the brand, if Amy Porterfield is not teaching it. Uh, and so I didn't want me to be a necessity in my business. So when it comes to service-based work, I do. I have my hands on everything that goes out you know, through James and Park's clients. I do work with other people sometimes to help me get those projects completed, but I always am the key account manager and the key person communicating with clients and doing the majority of the work. But someday my hope maybe is that it will change. So, uh, and that I will have to be a little bit less hands-on. I want to hire a sales team. I want to hire an account management team. I want to hire a team of social media managers. Um, designers, etc. That's kind of why I decided to brand myself as an, a small agency versus just Latasha James LLC, Latasha James Social Media. This is also kind of a controversial answer, but hmm, do I even want to say this? <laughs> I I guess I'll say it. I I wanted. I found that when I worked as a contractor. There were a lot of assumptions about me that were made before I even uh, laid out a proposal, before I even got the client, you know, because my name's Latasha, because I'm obviously a, a, a woman, I'm young and all these things, people can look up anything that they want to about me on the internet and find out everything pretty much that they need to know about my personality or my lifestyle or, you know, if I have a boyfriend or all of these things that are really irrelevant to me doing the job. And so I wanted, my business to be a little bit more neutral. Now I do inject my personality into my brand. I am proud to say that I'm a woman owned business and all of that good stuff. So it's not like I hide that stuff, but I don't want it to necessarily be the first thing that people think when they see my business. For me, it's worked. For me, I've seen a lot higher quality leads come in. I don't seem to get those same assumptions that I got when I was applying for gigs as a freelancer, but that it, it could be a lot of things. It could just, it could be my approach. It could be that I developed a little bit of confidence, you know, just being under a different name. So anyway, that's kind of a side note, but that is why I decided to market myself and bring myself as a small agency versus a personal brand. Now, with that said, I do have a personal brand still, and that is, again, what I'm talking to you all through. I do podcasts, I do YouTube videos, I do my coaching as myself, you know, I'm Latasha James who works at James and Park LLC. <laughs> and so for that side of things, it's served me to be relatable. It's served me to be a young, you know, millennial woman of color because typically the people who are purchasing my services under my personal brand or asking me to speak at events, for example, or listening to this podcast tend to fall within those categories too. Now, not always. I've talked about target audiences before when I talked about developing a content strategy. 100%. I know that there are so many people listening to this podcast who do not fit into any of those, you know, demographics or uh, interests, but that is the group of people who tend to be most drawn to me. So that's kind of that. <laughs> I hope that's helpful. I think, I think you really just have to decide, you know, again, for me, the number one thing I think was growth and knowing that I wanted to make my business to outlive me. And 
uh, yeah, just how you want to be perceived. Do you want to be perceived as you? Because you got to keep in mind that you always have to be there for the most part. I mean, it's it's a lot harder. It's, I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's a lot harder for me to say my social media company is called Latasha James and I'm going to be your social media manager. But actually, I'm going to be in, you know, uh, on a cruise for the next two weeks. So Amanda over here is actually going to be hiring your social media. It's a lot more awkward. It's a lot more of an unexpected experience when that happens versus you saying, Hey, we are James and park. I'm Latasha. I'm going to be your key account holder. But during these two weeks in May, I'm going to be off in on a cruise. So Amanda's going to handle your account. Do you know what I mean? It's a little bit of a different approach. And then, like I said, also want to just consider how, how you you're seeing what types of clients you're getting and if you feel like you're having a hard time being taken seriously or you just are attracting the wrong kinds of clients because you're marketing yourself as a personal brand or something like that, then you might wanna consider switching things up too. Now, next thing I wanted to talk about when it comes to marketing yourself as a freelancer is getting your messaging right. So this is, this is really, at the end of the day, what it's all about because honestly Gary Vaynerchuk and and you guys probably know I, I try not to follow every single word that he or anybody says love the man brilliant man obviously but I just I don't listen to his podcast anymore I don't watch his videos anymore it's just information overload for me but one of the things that I really do love that he he's talked about before and I'm going to link it below if I can find it he talks about basically what's in a name you can think too much about what your name is I could go back and forth. If I'm Latasha, if I'm James and Park, if I'm a journey east, like whatever, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter at the end of the day. At the end of the day, people who want to work with you are going to find you, whether my name was, you know, I don't know, just something totally random. And people do. People do all the time. You know, I've had people reach out to me on my personal Instagram who want me to take them on as a business client and vice versa. So don't think too hard about that. He, in Gary Vaynerchuk's article, I, I think it's an article um he probably has done videos about it too but he talks about you know before nike nike didn't mean anything or google didn't mean anything or you know um amazon had a different meaning you know what i mean like brand names eventually make sense where they make sense gary vaynerchuk meant nothing to me 10 years ago 15 years ago and he and himself has become a brand that i associate with certain topics. So I think you can think too hard about your name. At the end of the day, what matters is the content that you're putting out and the product that you're selling, the services that you're offering, that kind of thing, of course. So as far as messaging, number one thing here, again, goes back to your ideal client. What does your ideal client need from you? What do they need to hear? What can you teach them? What do they need to learn? What do you have to offer them? I think these are key questions that a lot of us forget about. And you gotta keep those in mind when you're developing your content strategy. I would say one of the number one mistakes I see a lot of freelancers, new freelancers make, and I've said this before, is they do what everybody else is doing, number one. And number two, they market to people like them, essentially. They, and, and I did this too for a long time, and that's why I decided to start a second account as my business because I was, you know, posting social media tips and posting entrepreneurship tips and posting tips about being a freelancer. And that's great. But before I had developed courses, before I had developed my coaching program, 
it was not making me any money, (laughs) plain and simple. And it sounds, I don't know, whenever I say something like that harsh, I feel like I'm being really nasty. Like I, I don't feel like that's nice, but at the end of the day, that's what business is. It's about making money and of course other things, but if it's not profitable, (laughs) then you're not in business. That's your hobby. You know, that was my hobby was talking about freelancing until I decided to monetize it in a way that made sense. And that was fair. And that compensated me, you know, fairly for the amount of time that I was putting into my content. So that was a problem for me. I, I don't know why I did it. I guess I saw other people doing it. Looking back, I'm like, what the heck? That That is not attracting my ideal client. My ideal client, in terms of service-based work, so James and Park-based work, is not listening to this podcast. Some of them do, again, but nine times out of 10, they're not. Like, they don't care. They want tips on how to build their social media. They want to hear from me about, you know, what my work process is like with my clients. They want to maybe see some testimonials or hear some hear some stuff from people who have worked with me, see examples of my work. They don't want to hear what I ate for breakfast and, you know, how I scheduled their social media posts and what event I went to to learn about entrepreneurship. Like they don't care. So that is hugely important. Uh, you know, figure out, figure out what they need is really at the end of the day, uh, what you got to do for content. Now, a couple of the things that have been working for me lately in terms of marketing myself as a freelance service provider. So again, like Jameson Park based stuff, so social media marketing, website design, that kind of thing. LinkedIn is huge. I tell people this all the time, but you got to be on LinkedIn right now. Strike while the iron is hot. You know, LinkedIn is LinkedIn's always been a great platform for me, really. I've been using it actively for like the past five years or something. Not just when I was looking for a job, but just because I enjoy that type of content. And it's really replaced Facebook for me. Like when I am bored or need a mind break when I'm working or whatever, I'll just like scroll LinkedIn, which is what I used to do on Facebook back in the day. So anyway, just getting on there, networking on there, posting content, posting articles, adding commentary to things, posting videos, that stuff is all really valuable. And of course, making sure that you have an up-to-date profile is huge. Another thing that I've been doing is IGTV. I've been testing some things out on there. I've only really posted one of these types of videos, but I'm starting a series called Ask LJ. And that is, that's on, so actually, I guess I am talking about my personal brand too. Sorry, got confused by my list here. But this is something that I've been doing as myself to really let people know about my mentorship and coaching options. So what I do is I share a little bit of a Q&A about a topic about social media marketing typically and I answer it in IGTV in a really quick format. And I add a call to action to get people to learn more about my services. Mostly my coaching and you know my one-on-one consulting services, but I've also attracted other businesses too who do follow my personal brand. So again, as you can see, there's a little bit of gray area. I'm not perfect, I'm not doing this perfectly and you're gonna probably have gray area if you have two different accounts, but you know, um, that's what's that's been working for me so far. And with IGTV and really with any social video, another thing that I always like to remind people to do is put captions on it when you can. It definitely takes more time if you're doing it manually, but there are uh, websites out there like Rev, I think it's called. I'll, I'll link it in the show notes. I believe it's called Rev that you can get captions made pretty easily. There's also another app. It's called Clipomatic. 
is another one that you can use to caption your social media videos. But I just do it in Final Cut and it takes a little bit of time. But number one, obviously accessibility is huge and it's really important to make sure, in my opinion, that as many people who can you know, benefit from my content can. But number two is people are busy when they're scrolling Instagram. I don't watch Instagram TV nine times out of 10 because I'm like looking at Instagram in a line at the grocery store or, you know, when I'm just wasting some time in the dentist's office or like when I'm at a friend's house and we're both doing something like hanging out and I don't want to like put something on full blast while I'm hanging out with him. Like captions are really huge and adding captions to my social video content has been amazing for me. I don't have metrics on it, unfortunately. I should probably pull some metrics on non-captions versus caption videos, but I've seen such a high return for adding that little bit of time into my strategy. The last kind of digital way that I've been marketing myself is webinars. A lot of you have tuned into my webinars. I've done two so far. So I did one on how to sell as a freelancer. I'm going to link that down below. It is kind of a hidden link, but I'll link it if you guys want to check it out. And then the second one I just did recently for James and Park, and it was all about creating quick social content. So that's actually probably a great continuation of this episode and of the free course. So I'll leave that down below as well. So I've just been trying to do these regularly, doing free, valuable live classes that I can reuse and repurpose. I'll probably turn them into like mini courses or just have them as kind of always on webinars. These are huge because you can really show what you know. So it's a great way to get an hour with your ideal clients and answer their questions and just help them get a good feel for what exactly it is that you do. And it's great because people tend to be really engaged during webinars. They, you know, are learning from you. They're, you got that kind of proof that you know what you're talking about. So adding a little bit of a pitch in there is totally okay and typically well received. Again, I had a 40% conversion rate on my first webinar, which was huge. And then uh, conversion rate from the webinar to my offer was pretty high as well. So those have been really successful for me. Now, the last thing that I wanna talk about in terms of marketing yourself is live real person events. These are really important for anybody. I think that we get so caught up in the digital world that we forget there's a real live world out there. They are not always easy necessarily to find or even to go to. I know that I just really sometimes have a hard time getting out the door and talking to people one-on-one. It's not my favorite thing. I feel awkward a lot of the times. I just really struggle with this, honestly, but they are really important. So if you can find any, find them. I'm actually going to be speaking on June 13th. Uh, So that's about a week from today on Thursday, next Thursday in Ann Arbor. So if you are listening, I am not publicly announcing all of the details for, you know, security reasons, but if you would like to come, I would love it if you would join me. So go ahead and send me a message on Instagram or Twitter Uh, or my Facebook page or an email, and I'll make sure that we get you on the list. It's June 13th at 7 p.m. in Ann Arbor, Michigan. So yeah, I'll send you all those details via email. I think doing speaking opportunities and networking groups and things like that have been so beneficial to my business, and I just think a lot of people don't do them enough. I try to go to at least one networking event a month. I try really hard to make sure that I'm speaking at at least one a quarter, I'll be doing more than that this summer. This summer is going to be a busy speaking speaking um, 
month for me. And then whenever I'm not doing a speaking event, I'll do a webinar, like I said. So yeah, that's sort of what I have to say about marketing yourself as a freelancer. I mean, I know that there is probably quite a bit more to say. If you have questions, I would love to hear them. Go ahead and send me a message as always, an email, an Instagram DM, and I'll answer it on the show. But those are sort of the major questions that I get and some of the big things that I had to work through. So yeah, I'd love to hear some of the things that you're struggling with and see if there's a way that I can help you in a future episode. Again, let me know if you would like an invite to the event in Ann Arbor, Michigan, that is next week, send me an email and I'll make sure you get the details on that. It'll be a smaller event. So it'd be good. Don't be intimidated or anything like that. It's not going to be a giant room of a million people. It'll be a probably smaller amount of people. So you can actually talk and actually get some good contacts made there. And lastly, make sure to download that free course. It's 100% free, no strings, you guys. So at journeyeast.com course, scroll all the way to the bottom and grab that free course. And that's it for today. I would also love it if you reviewed this show on iTunes, if it's been helpful for you. Really, really helps me out a lot and therefore it helps the listeners out as well because it enables me to continue to get super knowledgeable uh, guests that are willing to come on here and it helps build the community that we are all a part of. So would love it if you left me a review on iTunes. Go ahead and leave your website or your name in that review and I'll be sure to give you a shout out in the next episode. So thanks for listening and I will talk to you next week. And that's it for this episode of the Freelance Friday podcast. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, make sure to let me know. Rating this podcast is a huge help, and you can also tweet me at a journey east with comments, questions, or suggestions for future episodes. Lastly, make sure to join my private Facebook group, Money Making Micro Influencer, if you're interested in elevating your influence and taking charge of your personal brand. There are so many like-minded, bright individuals in there, and it's a place I love to offer up free advice and a little bit of extra fun into. You can find it by searching Facebook for Money Making Micro Influencer. It'll also be linked in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.